Hey guys, and welcome to something that is new for Marketing in the Madness. So these episodes are coming to you in collaboration with Madfest. As part of that collaboration, I am going to be interviewing some incredible female leaders, female founders, and men across the industry who are leading the charge and leading the change in our industry that will enable women to reach their full potential and address the long-standing inequalities that still exist, not just in the marketing industry, but across every single industry. So if you're interested in joining me and helping make the world a fairer, more inclusive place, then keep listening because today's episode is going to be a cracker. So Carol, welcome back. Well, not really welcome back, just (laughs) we're still here. Um, This part of the podcast is, I want to say one of my favorite bits. I love talking about marketing, but I am so passionate, especially as, well, we're both mothers of daughters, about equaling the balance in the workplace. And sadly, you know, we are built on hundreds, thousands of years of, you know, men being bit there being more males in the workplace that just is you know I think it was you know 1900 before you know not that long ago before we could before women in some countries could even get a job so we are playing catch up but there are some fantastic things happening across the industry and I know you've spoken with me before about this exact subject and Recently, I know you mentioned to me about a McKinsey report mm. that you read. So let's start there. What's what? Where are your thoughts this year when it comes to us helping equal this balance? Yeah, absolutely. I think um, I guess a great place to start was um, obviously this year. I'd, I'd joined a number of sort of females networks, and there was this incredible stat, and it was part of the the Wi-Fi login for the password, and it was like time travel. And I was like, oh, well, you know, why time travel? And I was like, because we estimate that'll take three hundred years for it to actually even out the gap between women and men in the workplace and the opportunities that you know men have and versus women and also you know versus people of other you know diverse sort of um neurodiversity in terms of all those kind of areas but also you know race religion everything you know people's gender all of that area it's like there's so much of a gap between people but also I think everyone's becoming more and more aware of it and becoming more I guess more aware of what's happening but not necessarily understanding what to do and I mean a lot of my sort of areas of experience has been around kind of getting involved in those diversity equity and inclusion programs really kind of looking at how it relates to the brand because obviously as a marketer you come in you know not just kind of empowering and enabling the the people who want to sell to but also looking at how your staff are you know how your staff are doing how your business is formed how you know how that brand kind of represents internally and what you can kind of do just to kind of you know obviously for everyone's well-being but also as the company grows you know you need to kind of make sure you invest in people they're set up in the best way to do their work and everyone has opportunities um so with the report i think there was a number of things that's very much focused towards women but it was saying that you know, a lot of people talk about a glass ceiling in businesses and you know women reaching a certain level and they just can't get promoted but they were saying you know actually the problem starts even lower down like in terms of people coming in the opportunities people being hired women being hired versus other you know other kind of 
opportunities for men. And so it kind of says that you have to start building that capability all the way up, that there isn't necessarily a glass ceiling. Uh, well, there is a glass ceiling, but you know, there's problems all the way through. It doesn't kind of suddenly come in at a certain level. You know, you've got to kind of invest in that as a business all the way up the kind of journey. And they're also saying, you know, women are, are leaving businesses and, you know, they're not sort of sticking things out. And, the, you know, maybe women aren't kind of staying in businesses along. They were saying, actually, most people who are leaving, you know, they're going somewhere bigger and better. So a lot of companies are actually missing out because people are saying, well, you know, if you're not going to invest in me, you're not going to, you know, make my opportunity, then people, women are sort of moving elsewhere. So there's kind of once you start seeing that that kind of culture, then you see a lot of a brain drain. So they were talking a lot about how, you know, how businesses can invest. And also they highlighted, you know, the worrying stats that, you know, we're not making that much progress. I think they were saying there's been a couple of percent difference in terms of like women at sea level, women on boards, women, you know, in, in very senior position and management levels. So, um, and that was the same. And it was even worse when it was like women of color and, you know, women who kind of identified the different genders and things. It was kind of, you know, increasingly decreased down. So, you know, when you think there's 50% of the world are women and, you know, there's what sort of 10 or 20% of people in sea levels running companies, making decisions, making decisions on how countries are run and, you know, also across the internet and everything that's built in that way, it's kind of, you're almost at a negative to start with. So it was really highlighting the need for change, but also the need for kind of everyone across the business to be bought in, to invest in it, you know, that kind of creation of allyship and, and opportunities in the business. So it was, it was a really interesting report and, you know, I really enjoyed reading it. So yeah. we'll make sure we pop a link actually mm. if you can pop yes, me the course. link to yeah. the to the report we'll we'll pop it in the show notes but you referenced something that comes up again and again mm. when I'm asking people about how we can <laughs> start to you know really have an impact here and that's allyship mm -hmm. what do you think you know individuals and or businesses can do to encourage that support and allyship from men yeah, so I think there's loads of research when you look into, you know, across the internet and also, you know, across blogs and companies sort of saying everything from, you know, the way you write your... Um where you write your recruitment things, uh, your job adverts, you remember the word, where you write all of those, how you trap people in, the way you talk as a brand, how you describe yourself, you know, the way the language in the company happens. Like there's so many small things that you need to kind of really look at and tweak, you know, especially as you start to be a growing company. You know, there's there's lots of opportunities around that, enabling things like flexible work, you know, giving opportunities to people to be able to do do things, giving opportunities for career breaks, you know, making sure that you can kind of, you really look at all the things that make a really happy, healthy, diverse workforce workforce so you know, obviously businesses invest in that in terms of allyship I think it's like understanding both sides of the story so one thing that really you know made me think I've always been you know very vocal in terms of women's opportunities you know I obviously want my daughter to come into a world where she doesn't experience the same things that I have throughout my career and the same challenges that I think you know women have had in of my age but you know there's also that element of actually thinking you know there's so many challenges for men I think you know the, the suicide rate for men because they don't have the opportunity to talk and they're not actually you know because of so many reasons talking about things or sharing things or being a part of things and it's actually understanding that you know it's not just a you know a women bashing kind of like we have to get this and we deserve this and you know we're being held back by men it's actually thinking on both sides of the scale you know what opportunities are there for men you know how are they feeling how did they start to get brought into it what stories do they need to tell and, and bringing everyone together so I know I talked a bit about turning the chair but I think you know one thing that I really realized that it wasn't really a an us versus them situation it was like how do we all together make sure that we're enabling things that you know we're bringing around different ideas you know we we know for us, we we had, um, obviously marketing, it's often quite a diverse sort of area of business, but some other areas 
those like sort of necessarily engineering teams sometimes aren't quite as diverse. So we've been doing a lot of work with, you know, She Can Code and all of the podcasts. We we're very fortunate to have a female CTO, which is incredible um, in the business. And, you know, obviously we're actually, I think we're almost more women on our, our kind of sea level and exclaimer actually than, than anything else. But, you know, it's actually thinking, you know, how do we, how do we start to challenge that? Because if you do have everyone that looks the same, it comes from the same background, from the same town, like how do you have those incredible ideas and, you know, really challenge yourselves and, and bring different things to the table. So you, know, you do have to invest in that kind of hiring plan, looking at how you, you do things in the most fair possible way to give opportunity to people that are incredibly brilliant, but also look at how do we bring different ideas and how do we kind of address all of those elements as well. Yeah, inclusion is absolutely, mm, absolutely key to this. And and for the change to be adopted, it's got to be about everyone. Yeah. Um, you referenced something there, and I'm going to pick it out, that you said you don't want your daughter to face the challenges that you faced in your career. Can you... <laughs> I'm going to ask the difficult questions now. Can you pick out any times in your career where you feel you know that you've been treated unfairly or there have been specific challenges or something that's happened to you that you um, wouldn't want to happen again <laughs> no I think I mean I'll always just speak general but I think you know references to appearances references to kind of clothes things you should or shouldn't be doing I think that was obviously very much less rife now but I think it was when I first came into the business you know the expectations of like you know makeup and things you shouldn't shouldn't be doing and you know skirt lengths and all those kind of comments was was appalling and, and very frequent I remember being told like someone said it was definitely like you know or you can tell that you're married because your ass is getting wider definite definite quote from a, a point of time in my career um and I was like yep well, that that's good, thanks. Um, but you know that kind of commentary and all of that, I think, really has completely you know gone across businesses. Like it's really not there, or certainly not in the experience that I've had recently. But you know it was very much so. We have come an incredibly long way, which I think is you know fascinating. But I think you know it's it's kind of taking it to that next level of making sure that we are really really inclusive. We are really fair. We challenge ourselves kind of every day to to tackle that. But I think you know I've definitely seen when I've been looking at promotions across the board, I genuinely feel that you know in in the past I've had to argue more strongly for a female a woman's promotion than I have necessarily for a man's promotion I remember going into you know my first board meeting and someone saying to me just make sure you talk really early because men become attuned to only hearing men's voices so they don't pay attention to you make sure you talk really really quickly um and get your your voice heard so that people you know because it's a different sound and a different pitch and things and that was a tip that I've always kind of taken with me just in case you know, I don't have any stats to back it up but it was something that stuck in my mind you know when I started kind of moving up myself um and I think yeah that's sort of been a lot of the main things when I came back after maternity I had a few challenges um coming back into the business and being able to kind of come back with the same opportunities and you know obviously there is a balance of it's got to be based on you know what works for a company what works for you but you should be able to kind of come back and have that opportunity as well so I think you know there's just a lot of work across companies to make sure that we're really really mindful of everything so yeah I think yeah, for us, definitely, it's it's a big thing that I know we're really working hard on it. So to make sure that we have those policies in place, that we have the opportunities for everyone, that we, we're doing a big exercise of looking at, you know, is everyone paid fairly, which is really, really important to us to make sure that people are being paid across the board. And obviously, there's always bands and brackets and where you live and all of that side of things. But making sure that everyone is actually paid fairly and, you know, that element of if you stay in a company, you don't actually necessarily get paid as fairly. So, you you know, a lot of people do jump to boost the salary, which, you know, you shouldn't 
necessarily have to do. And, and it's kind of trying to do, do your best for people to make sure that you can kind of do that. So we've been doing a big exercise around that and looking at how we can, you know, do our best to kind of make sure that everyone's on the same banding and the same areas and, and then also give people opportunities for progression. So I've been really keen on, you know, we haven't built it as, as well as I'd like yet, but looking at what's that career framework and what's the soft skills and what's the hard skills and how do we make sure that there's training available for everyone? We've all got the same budgets. You know, there's opportunity for everyone to learn about different things, do different, you know, activities and, and really understand actually what do I need to do to get to the next level and how do I invest in myself and how do I invest in the company and what do I need to deliver? So I think just making that really clear is a great opportunity that we've been really trying to make sure we invest in. I literally love exclaimer. <laughs> you do, you just do I think we're trying to do, we are trying to do an awful lot. So, so as I say, sometimes we do need to kind of sit back and go like, can we do all of this? Yeah. And how do we make the biggest impact? And what's the best thing for our people? Um, and I think sometimes we are doing, we are trying to do so too much. many things. Yeah. But you know, I think we all, everyone really, really wants to do the best thing and, and do everything they could do in the best way, which is amazing. Like it's really inspiring to be a part of that. But we do sometimes have to sit back and probably a bit more than we do and say, actually, what, what can we do that would have the biggest impact? And that's always the hardest thing. It's like, what do you don't do? So. Yeah. Where do we focus our attention? Yeah. You picked up on some really interesting things there. First of all, going right back to, you know, just the things that used to get said to you mm. that would, you know, for me, like the same, you know, yeah, like your, your, skirt's too, your skirt's too short <laughs> or um, I don't know. I mean, just the, the oddest comments that mm -hmm. you would get in in meetings or even I had when I was younger, like in my 20s. So, oh, send Katie out. Yeah, they'll fancy her. <laughs> so if we if we send Katie to the meeting, they're much more likely to sign because <laughs> most of the time, you know, and I was working in sales and marketing, mm -hmm. it, it was we were selling to men. So it yeah. was like, well, dish Katie out. Because she's young and blonde, and that will, you know, and, and honestly, that and it, the pressure, but also <laughs> the, like, to be thought of as okay, you're not intelligent. People are only buying us mm -hmm. because I look nice. Like, yeah. I'm not saying that I'm the most beautiful person <laughs> in the world, but there was so much more of that about if you mm -hmm. were a young. So I do think there has been some huge. You know that I mean I hope that just doesn't happen anymore. No. But it was rife when we mm. were probably in our twenties, yeah, like ten twenty years ago, maybe. <laughs> yeah, obviously no longer. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean I would be shocked if I heard from anyone. Um, Carol, you have been an awesome guest, um, guys. If you're dining in and listening to this episode, Carol and I also recorded an awesome episode around the fantastic things Exclaimer are doing, kind of changing the face of B2B marketing. They are really a company to look up to. And of course, you can learn a little bit about their email marketing technologies and the email signatures that they deploy as well. So, um, Carol, it just leaves me to say a huge thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. I've really enjoyed today and, yeah, excited to continue to watch your journey and also explain this. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. It was amazing to come. <laughs>